Mystical beings, welcome to another episode of Mystic in the Hague. I'm Leah. And I'm Danielle. And today we're going to talk about sex magic. I'm excited to talk about sex magic. Are you excited? I, I think so. Yeah, it's a... It's such a complicated topic in a lot of ways, but it's so, so simple. complicated. Not, yeah, it's. Yeah, there's a lot more layers to sex magic than people really think about or talk about. And it's so funny because, I don't know, but as someone who works in sexual violence, I think like talking about sex in general is very complicated for a lot of people because of the uncomfortability of it. Mm-hmm. It's such a and sex magic is honestly a private practice for a lot of people. We don't hear about it. We hear the basis of it. Um, but not a lot of people talk about it as openly. I don't know. That's my perspective of it. I think you're right. Because I feel like sex is one of those things that regardless of how sex positive we try to be, um, I, I see the same thing with mental illness as well. Like they're still so stigmatized mm-hmm. and still so closed off. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ideas of, oh, this kind of thing is acceptable, but this thing isn't. Mm-hmm. And so I think the discussions around sex magic kind of carry that as well. Yeah. And also like people have a lot of conceptions or like misconceptions around what does sex magic entail? And is it just like one taboo ritual? Like... I keep thinking of like glorified rituals in movies. Um, That's also part of what tell, like I keep hearing from folks. Can we just say it's not completely that? Uh, First right away. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not that. (laughs) Like um, there's a movie called Simon King of the Witches from the 1970s that in a lot of ways has a pretty accurate depiction of sex magic but even then it's not i don't think it's that i think it can be a lot more simple a lot more tangible and accessible i think let's talk about accessibility i think that's important for it Mm -hmm. it shouldn't feel complicated it shouldn't feel scary it should feel like exciting and empowering I think that was something that we talked about pre you know podcast chat chit chat organizing our thoughts Mm -hmm. is empowerment is always going to feel like going to be like the number one I think for us with regards to any takeaway is like empowerment from it yes and I think with sex magic as with sex in general regardless of how that looks it needs to be comfortable Mm -hmm. Um, I think that also should be magic in general like I always think about how it should have like a good comfy feeling you should feel like pretty settled pretty content because I mean if there's any discomfort it's gonna throw everything it's maybe going to affect the magic in general because of how you're feeling in that moment Exactly. And I love that you're talking about comfortability because it's also needs to be grounded in consent when talking about doing like any engaging sexual activity with anybody else. So even if you were wanting to include a partner with yourself or with someone in sex magic, it always needs to be consensual. Like that sex magic is going to be a part of 
like that experience. Mm -hmm. So no solo journey flying while you're with another human. No, just as you shouldn't cast spells on other people without their knowledge and without their consent. Yeah. Like don't go doing some sex magic and not sharing that with your partner or partners because that's just not cool. No, and they're going to know, like, something's up. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It's just not cool. So let's just throw that out the window right away, please. Yeah. Thank you very much. What should we talk about first? Should we talk about solo or should we talk about, like, couples or multiple folks or like bringing in people like what do we want to talk about first (laughs) I think a lot of maybe this will be like a part one part two but maybe not really we'll see yeah let's just like because like honestly most of the sex magic that I know about are solo and also the majority of the people that I know who teach about sex magic talk about solo journey so that's like where I feel really more comfortable about but like I know you just did can we just plug in for a moment for your scene yeah okay but (laughs) you have it with you (laughs) I have it with me because I was like oh we need to like take this in um because it's such a great resource um Leah created a sex witch zine that I think we should all grab our little hands on. Um, and it's lovely. Like, it is so encompassing. And it's specifically for folks with a vulva, um, just to be clear about that. But these are tools that are definitely could be used in, like, solo journey magic versus, and also, like, partner journey magic. So, I mean, there's things that we can talk about after. But... I think because of the fact that we're talking about empowerment, we can definitely talk about tools of where that can lead to when working with another person. But I don't know. I think the solo journey is just like so important and we don't talk about it enough. Exactly. I mean, I feel like it's such a good foundational aspect to Mm -hmm. sex in general because I mean... So when I was writing Sex Witch, this was the second edition, basically, where I added a lot more in, um, and it basically became a spell for my own empowerment and my own, what I want my relationship with my body to be, because I don't have the best relationship with sex or my body or anything, and I think that that's a really important thing for people to hear and know Mm -hmm. that sex magic and like intimacy and sex in general it's it all comes from a place of self first and foremost and we can get caught up in a lot of ideas where it's like focused on your partner or um like even pleasure or achieving orgasm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not possible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just all about coming from a sense of a place of self and self-discovery and self-empowerment. And I feel like in a lot of the things that I've seen in the past that can often get left out of the conversation and 
I mean, if I'd had a different foundation in terms of sex and everything, I'm sure I'd be a lot more well-rounded of a person maybe, but also not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but having that foundation where you can connect with yourself and perceive your own body in a healthy and meaningful way mm-hmm. is a good place to start. Yeah. So like solo mat sex magic. Um, I feel like even in a, in a way like sex magic, if we're going to separate from the idea of like using it as a tool to cast spells or manifestation or whatever, but kind of flipping the script for a minute to look at it as magic of sex, of sexuality, the magic of sexual empowerment. Mm-hmm. And sensuality and resistance yes. in sex. Yeah. And like learning to have a relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. Like all of it is encompassing. Well, you did it. So you like explained it so beautifully. Oh, thank you. And <laughs> this like, is something I think about a lot. It's um, just like yeah. my a constant narrative in my own journey mm-hmm. and my own relationship with myself, which is I think part of the reason I wrote Sex Witch is because it's like, I can't possibly be the only person with like a big fascination with like kink and BDSM and incorporating Mm -hmm. magic into sex, but also simultaneously having a really difficult relationship with my body and Mm -hmm. how I see my body and how I feel in my body. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't be the only one. (laughs) No, you're not. And I want to let everybody know you you can engage in sex magic without being a part of like the kink or BDSM community. 100%. Those things don't have to, you know, coexist um, together in order for it to happen. So, but yeah, I think like you're talking about such a really great piece and something that I've been noticing not only in myself and also like in the clients that I've been working with is talking about like that sense of self and connecting to the body again has been huge and um and it's and I think when we think about connecting to the body one of the biggest things we for, we think about when we think about like self-touching specifically and around masturbation but it can be completely different like it can be just connecting simply to your skin and to your like body parts in general like your arms it can be a lot of sensuality in that that we often forget to talk about is creating sensuality like vibes and that's enough of like sex magic in itself to give you enough empowerment to move through like a day or connecting to feel better in your body we often think like okay that just means like a cheesy way of like um creating self-care but it's not it's like such a simple act of taking care of your body that we is such a misstep that we forget about and i think that it can also create this interest like i don't know how to like say it exactly but it's like such a glamour witch idea or glamour witch spell that we forget that glamour witch is so connected to sex magic in itself and i think like those things are an act of enough and some of the things that you can do around sex magic is just like is the ideal of like feeling empowered in your body and confidence to move through the world and it doesn't have to be associated with a certain like 
spell work that creates like some type of result-based magic. Yes. Sorry, that was a very tangent. I didn't know where I was going, but I was like kind of channeling at the same time. Like, okay, where is this all going? Okay, it's all important. And I think like it's important to bridge these gaps between different things where it's we're complex beings with Mm -hmm. a lot going on, Mm -hmm. but we often separate all these different aspects of our lives and our identity where it's like, okay, so I am like a sexual being, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like embody that at all, except during like sex or anything, even though it's like, you can get a lot of empowerment by pulling it in and being like, yeah, I'm amazing and empower empowered and I have this beautiful body and it's like a weird complicated meat suit but I'm going to embrace it and make it beautiful so I feel beautiful yeah and like in a lot of ways like it is simply embracing your body and enjoying it and honoring it in whatever way yeah um, like, I, I feel like that is sex magic. Agreed. And like, creating a relationship with your body. And like, yeah. and, and that's like such like a resistant, like way of the way that we are being told to experience our bodies. Yes. Like that is an act. And I think like we forget that enough. Like we've been told to not enjoy who we are or to have a good relationship with our body. And I know that that's something I think a lot of us struggle with. I don't think this is just something you and I experience. I think this is something many of us experience, regardless of shapes and sizes and gender and sex, like all of that is encompassing, right? And like, again, I think there's this misconception around like sex magic, around the intent of what's going to happen or the purpose of sex magic. Like a lot of people think that, I keep hearing this a lot, is like people think you can just manifest through sex magic, which yes, it can happen, but that's not the whole point around, I think, my at least my relationship to about around it it's not completely about it um i think it also can sex magic can also help you connect to your guides i think it can also help you connect to deities mm-hmm. some deities are fucking badass is in this area and are like can really guide you in connecting to strength within your body and connecting to your body and I think that we forget. I keep saying we forget. I'm like, why the fuck do I just keep saying that? But maybe it's not me completely talking. Maybe it's like some of my guides being like, y'all need to just listen. Um, I just like, let's be clear about the intentions around sex magic, right? Like maybe yeah. before enacting, it's like really taking the time of like, what's the purpose? Because I promise you that if your intention is just to manifest with sex magic, it might work for a little while, but it's not going to be the, the end and end all. Like it's going to tire itself out in some totally. way. And I feel like 
this isn't something I really considered until having this conversation right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways, the perceptions around sex magic, I think was a little bit damaging to me. And I think Mm -hmm. it can be damaging to a lot of people Mm -hmm. where like, it's kind of reinforces these ideas that you need to achieve orgasm for the sexual experience to be valid, which is not true. And it's bullshit to enforce that. But like a lot of traditional views of sex magic kind of further implant that where it's like during orgasm is when it's going to happen, even though it's like, Mm -hmm. well, a lot of us are incapable of orgasm. A lot of us aren't interested in orgasm. And a lot of like the ways that we have sex, like, cause there's so many ways. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to be the end goal, but you still want to embody some type of magic and some type of witchcraft through that experience. Mm-hmm. But getting these ideas that it's like all about manifestation and it's all about what you're going to achieve at the time of orgasm and everything can be so damaging. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really, yeah, I don't, I don't think I really considered how that had affected me on like a deep level until just now. I know. I'm Um, so glad you named the orgasming part. Sorry. I totally interrupted you. No, no, no. You're good. Okay. I think that, because, like, even as we talk about sex magic, like, I can definitely tell, like, I'm censoring myself in some ways, because I'm like, oh, fuck, like, how far are we going to go here? (laughs) But it's so true, because, like, even when I've gone to Elder Witches, and I love Elder Witches, like, they have a lot of wisdom, but when someone was introducing the idea around, um, manifestation or creating like a light they were immediately like they were like you should talk you should you should go into sex magic and when you're orgasming and that's how they taught me it it took like self-practice and honestly a lot of work with my guides to to disengage from that perception of it and I think when you tap into magic more and you understand what the feeling of magic is in the body and how it resonates in the body, I think you'll notice that it sits differently. And then when you're doing it in actions that are like sensual or sexual in nature, that again, doesn't associate with orgasming, you'll start realizing like that is magic. I don't know. That's what I've noticed. I keep saying, I don't know. I need to stop that. I feel like, that's pretty accurate though I definitely like that resonates with me okay cool personally and because like magic is such a specific type of energy it's a transmutation of energy Mm -hmm. it's harnessing energy it's like so embodying energy yeah so like yeah it always it's gonna feel different and like sometimes that how we feel it or how we want to feel it it even in sensual times it doesn't align with like the that exertion of energy Mm -hmm. sometimes we want to embody the energy of like for example I feel like if you were doing sex magic for fertility I feel like you wouldn't want to like exert energy during that time or like put energy out I feel like you'd want to suck it in and Mm -hmm. like 
sit with it and like feel it inside of you to like if it's so yeah. true or if you're wanting to go on like a cute date and you're getting ready for it and you're like you know I want to feel confident or empowered or sexy in a date you can engage in that in um, in order to embody it so that it creates like yeah. a confidence and carries you through your date like these are simple little acts that can happen totally. yeah it's actually interesting you say that because um so in the satanic witch um by anton levey um there is one thing in it that really i think about all the time and it's kind of funny to like when i first picked up satanic witch i was like I feel like it's anti-feminist to like get this information from a man, but I don't think that's true. I think there's like a lot of good information that it's like, I can get empowerment from anywhere. And that's been like what I've been embodying lately. But there was one thing about basically going out into the world, like wearing shoes and like a trench coat, but wearing nothing underneath. And then like, basically then going home and like masturbating or whatever and then like thinking about the fact like you were out in the world naked and people were engaging with you and like how hot that is and how empowering and fucking cool that is and like just like sinking that in and when I read that I was like oh my god that's so fucking cool. Sorry about all the curse words. I just feel strongly about some things, but it's like, that is sex magic, even mm -hmm. without the like going home and rubbing it out part. Um, like the, just going out and it being like, I know the state I'm in right now mm -hmm. and no one knows. And it's like that sacred secretness mm -hmm. of like, just being in your body and enjoying your body and like the world is oblivious but like that in a way is like I feel like it embodied what it's like to be a witch in mm -hmm. general where like you're out in the world you're a witch you're looking at the world through these totally different views that other people have nowhere of and mm -hmm. but like you're walking through a mundane world and you yourself are not mundane <laughs> yeah, and how freaking cool that is yeah mm -hmm. like always having like tools in your tool belt like yeah. that is that was that's like a very naughty like very experience like naughty experience I love it right I love I'm it. like I, I'm like maybe one day I'll be brave enough to do that but. <laughs> but I mean like there's ways of doing that I think you talked about a couple of them I mean you can do that in like this is also where you talk about like different sexual practices too. Like, um, I think sexual practices are innately like magic. Yeah. So, um, like you talked about Benoit balls in your like sex with sex, witch zine. And like, that can be a part of that, um, going out in the world. You don't have to be naked, but you have something yeah. like within you. Um, and I know we're talking about, specifically like tools that involve like a vulva um but there's also like different types of like vibrators or things like that that can be a part of it too like yeah. can be carried with you I think that also in itself is like nature's like kind of sensuality or even just like I keep thinking 
but this is also part of it is like carrying like your own vibrator in your bag with you or like a sex toy with you in your vibrator like those are kind of like a little naughty tidbit that gives you like excitement and empowerment and realizing like oh this is a tool to help me within my life like it doesn't have to be so overt like what the satanic witch says but like you can create it however you want yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I love that yeah I think like this is what I think I think what I like about like sex witch like sex witch (laughs) as I talked to you about your scheme it's just like great like sex magic is like you get to and in magic in general like magic it should be yes inspired by other people's you know spells or the way that they've worked or work with magic but it shouldn't be completely it for you like you get to decide how it encompasses for you or how you enact it and you get to create your own work with it so I don't know I keep getting like follow people but also fuck that like do your own thing and um I'm not saying like be a solitary witch I mean do it if you want but like I'm just saying like it doesn't have to be as complicated or scary as like maybe other people make it out to be and did I just go on a tangent again maybe a little bit I don't care I think it's great (laughs) (laughs) what we're talking about sex magic in general I'm just like this is so much of how I embody my magic on a daily basis anyways Mm -hmm. and I feel like sex magic is kind of framed as this like wow it's what you do and you're so hardcore and you're so cool and like you've mastered all your other magic and blah 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 it's like that's not true (laughs) no I've been so I've been doing a lot of writing in general about all kinds of things as I do and a lot of reading and research and basically my takeaway from everything is like yeah like read lots do whatever but at the end of the day it's like witchcraft is just like another way of embodying your personal style and your personal like credo or whatever and Mm -hmm. how you see the world so it's kind of weird that we would take this really personal aspect of our life and base it entire life of what other people say in their experiences Mm -hmm. because that's not how we live any other part of our lives like with like anything yeah and also like that's not a part of being a fucking witch like no witch being a witch is so an act of activism in itself and it's a resistance to like our society currently and so why would you want to follow somebody else's like you just being another follower like why you're not thinking for yourself and I know we all think for ourselves we can think for ourselves yeah But yeah, it just seems so boring to just follow everything to the letter based on what some rando said. Yeah. And also those randos are usually like ones who just want to like hold power in everything that they do. I mean, like, here's the thing. If you want to learn about something, definitely go seek like guidance from other people. But not everything is going to fit for you and that's where critical thinking comes involved like is involved right yeah like you get to still again I think we 
we say this is just like utilize what feels good to you and like leave the rest. Because mm-hmm. one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is witchcraft is a craft. And the word craft, I noticed you can't spell it without the word art, which I was like, oh, that's hilarious, amazing. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, it's all about developing a personal craft and a personal practice. And by all means, like learn things from other people, um, take things from other people, gather inspiration, everything. But in art and craft, if you just copy what other people are doing, that's not cool. So I don't see why witchcraft should be any different. No. And if we're thinking about the purpose, like really talking about us as witches, we know that we all have our own soul's journey to experience. Mm -hmm. So why would we be just following, again, other people's, you know, ways of living when it may not be really aligned to our own purpose yeah exactly so don't ever (laughs) don't ever follow people so if you like go take a witch like you follow a witch and you take a course and they're like you need to follow this to the t say fuck it in your head and and just don't listen to them yeah one of my favorite (laughs) things is from I think it's called the Strange Magic Podcast, which is um, Amanda Yates Garcia and Sarah Faith Godestiner. And at the beginning of every episode, they're like, take what you need and leave the rest. Like, you don't need to embody everything people tell you Mm -mm. in any walk of life. Mm -mm. Like, even listening to us, you can be like, Leah and Danielle, that's dumb. I'm going to go like... (laughs) do something else great do it (laughs) or you guys are leading everybody down a wrong path and witchcraft like you need to have it certain way yeah I know we're probably gonna have a lot of people being like those are just baby witches and you guys are doing it wrong yeah you guys are baby witches and I just want to say like fuck no we are not baby witches that is something that I think I just have come to terms with like I'm definitely not a baby witch. Don't listen to people who call you a certain or label you a certain aspect of themselves because they have no idea what your personal practice is or magic is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, that's very gatekeeping nature of yep. magic. So, but then I also like wonder, this is another tangent and then we'll get back into our, our, our actual segment of things. And then I'm like, oh my God, are we actually steering baby witches in the wrong direction? Like, are there, you know what I mean? I often wonder that. And I don't, I mean, I think I'm doing pretty well for myself and people don't have to listen to me. And frankly, I'd appreciate if people every now and then were like, Hey, so noticed you said this thing. I mean, I say that I appreciate it, but I'm an Aries, so I'll get mad about it (laughs) first and then be like, I'm not going to listen to you. And then a week later, I'll be like, yeah, that raises some good points. Or you have your cancer rising part and it's just like you're in your feels about it. Yeah. And then you're sad for it for like a week being like, meh, 
yeah i get mad and then i get sad for like a week and a half and then it's like that person's gonna be mad at me now and i don't know if i can live with that (laughs) oh man okay let's get back into it okay okay so we were talking about solo, like magic and, or solo journey. I don't know why I keep calling it a solo journey. Maybe it's just like, it is a journey to me in my head. It totally um, is. So, okay. Let's talk about, should we talk about with partners? Sure. Consent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Consent. So again, just to be clarify, when engaging in sex magic is to create consent and to talk to your partner about it, like talk to our partners, because we yeah. know that people don't just have a solo partner. Yeah. And so it's important to, to talk about it. It's important to talk about like what is exactly entailed, what is your hope for the for the act in itself and the ritual in itself that it turns into a ritual I don't know why I feel like when maybe it does become more of a ritual when you become more of like a with a partner or partners do you know what I mean like maybe it's different I mean I think like when it's just you you can like it there is a ritual aspect in its own way but it's just you so you can just kind of move through it yeah but then when it's another person or multiple people it becomes there's a lot more need for communication yeah exactly a lot more need for communication and clear boundaries to talk about what feels comfortable or not comfortable when you're engaging in it and that's when you like sometimes just remember like when engaging in magic sometimes you might be called to do a certain thing and that was not in the hopes of like what you had planned and so if that does happen in terms of like when engaging in um a set like a spell work in during sex um is to communicate that or don't do it like just don't enact that piece of it um because again this is where you're you're creating magic with a partner and you're, and even if like, let's say it's this, the work that you're doing is for you and your partner agreed with it, um, you're still using their energy, right? And so we want to be mindful of people's energy um, when, when engaging in that. And I think aftercare is super important as well. So like totally. after an experience like that is always to check in with that partner um, because again, magic takes energy and sometimes it's really like maybe they have some feelings about it that they didn't expect or maybe your your partner or partners are not witches, but they like support what you're doing and they want to like support with what is happening and, and they didn't really realize like maybe that experience would entail until after you know the act itself and so just be mindful of those things like I think it's really important to like think about the before the during and after um and take care of that person like replenish their their needs because again that wasn't just your energy that was someone else's energy as well yeah at that point it almost becomes a type of energy work Mm -hmm. and for any of us who have had 
any type of energy work, whether it's Reiki or whatever, like afterwards, you can feel so different and tired and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to check in with yourself and your partner and just kind of see how you're feeling and yeah, just recover from it a little bit. And that goes even if like you both have the same end goal of like Mm -hmm. the same type of work that you want to do together. Um, Again, just constantly checking in with one another, I think is super important. Totally. Yeah. And also being mindful, like I just got the message, like, so obviously one of my deities around because they're like, you need to talk about this, (laughs) Um, is if you are wanting to work with a deity, like during or a guy during, and I'm getting the shivers, so this is definitely something, like, if you're wanting to work with one of them during this engagement activity, is like, you have to ask if that's okay to bring that deity or guide in, because mm-hmm. that is a third party or fourth party energy, like, whoever, like, right? Yeah. Um, and not everybody's comfortable with working with your deity or your guides, um, and so you have to ask permission in that too even if a guide or a deity is being like hey I'm in on this maybe you just aren't ready for that yet Mm -hmm. in which case you can be like "Mm, not right now yeah and also listening to your partner's words like like maybes or I'm not sure like maybe you take that off the table because maybes are usually a sign of uncomfortability and we would never want somebody to pressure to feel like they are obligated to do something when they're not quite sure if it's ready like if it's good for them so yeah remember consent can look differently it doesn't necessarily mean a no right so yeah yeah. enthusiastic yeses are yeah the best way to go yeah definitely and then like with things that are a maybe then like you can discuss it at a later time Mm -hmm. and discuss like where the possible discomfort is um if they're saying maybe just to like be pleasing or whatever Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. if it's something they're actually curious about Mm -hmm. and like and respecting like if somebody decides that during like the spell work and then act that they don't want to do it anymore just agree to it like those things can be modified right and it doesn't mean that yeah, it might feel disappointing at the beginning, but like, would you rather your partner or partners feel comfortable? Like there's not going to be the, the, the power of that spell is not going to go anywhere if somebody's not interested in doing it. No, You know, like it's not going to serve anybody in that moment. And then at that point, like moving through that discomfort is just self-serving and kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mystic in the Hague. Um, you can now support us by buying us a coffee. The link for that is in our bio on our Instagram. We'll also link that in the episode description. Um, and as always, if you have any questions, suggestions for episodes, or people you'd like us to get on the ep- on an episode hit us up, message us, comment, do the thing. And until next time, mystical beings. Bye. Bye.